The idea that below parallel squats are bad for the knees is complete nonsense, which, for some reason that completely escapes me, will somehow not go away. This mythology is mindlessly repeated by orthopedic surgeons, physical therapists, registered nurses, personal trainers, dieticians, sportscasters, librarians, lunchroom monitors, and many other people in positions of authority with no actual knowledge of the topic, and therefore no basis in fact for holding this opinion. Now, I have been teaching the below parallel squat for 40 years, and I have taught hundreds of thousands of people in my gym, through my books and videos, and in my seminars to safely perform the most important exercise in the entire catalog of resistance training. Yet, here in 2017, well into the 21st century, we still hear completely uninformed people who, by the way, have had ample opportunity to educate themselves, yet have failed to do so. These people still advise against performing squats under the assumption that they look scary or hard and are therefore bad for the knees. Here are four reasons why this is not true and why you should immediately start squatting correctly if you entertain the notion that you'd like to be stronger. Reason number one, the deep squat position, which is hips below the level of the knees, is an anatomically normal position for the human body. It is used as a resting position for millions of people everywhere. And they squat into it and squat out of it every time. There's nothing harmful about either assuming a squatting position, whether sitting down in a chair or into an unsupported squat, or returning to a standing position afterward. If you look at the knees and hips for just a second, you'll notice that they seem suspiciously well adapted to doing this squatting down and back up thing. Infants and children squat down below parallel all the time in the absence of pediatric medical intervention. And these things should indicate to the thinking person that there is nothing inherently harmful in assuming this anatomically normal position. The thing that your hips and knees are there for. The fact that you haven't been squatting is no reason to seek justification for not having been squatting. Furthermore, the world powerlifting record for the squat is over a thousand pounds in various federations. And my friend Ellen Stein has squatted over 400 pounds at the current age of 63 at a body weight of 132 pounds. And she seems to be okay. Yes, friends, we've been squatting since we've had knees and hips. And the development of the toilet just reduced the range of motion a little bit. The comparatively recent invention 
of gradually loading this perfectly natural movement with a barbell doesn't mean that it will hurt you. If you do it correctly, you know, you don't get to do the squat incorrectly and then tell everybody that squatting hurts your knees because that would be wrong. So here's a disclaimer. This discussion refers specifically to the strength training movement the one designed to make you progressively stronger by lifting progressively heavier weights. If you're doing hundreds of reps of unweighted squat, your knees and everything else are going to be unavoidably and exquisitely sore because that's not the squat. Reason number two. The correct squat is a hips-dominant movement, not a knees movement. The knees obviously have to bend if you squat now, but they are not loaded the same way the hips are. The hips absorb and redirect the majority of the stress if you do the movement correctly by pushing them back and bending over. The hip muscles consist of all of the glute muscles, all of the internal hip muscles, the hamstrings, and the groin muscles which are called the adductors. This large muscle mass adapts to squatting just like all muscles adapt to exercise. They get stronger. The correctly performed squat shoves the knees out to the side and the hips back while placing the back at a relatively horizontal angle. This places most of the load on the hips and completely protects the knees from whatever the hell it is that everybody is afraid of. This position, again, places the back at a more horizontal angle than is typically recognized as correct by most personal trainers, the people that have trainer stenciled on their shirt at the big gym. Because of this, the squat is also a back exercise. The hip bones connected to the backbone, so to speak, and if the hips are going to do the work, they have to be in a position that also loads the back. The squat is supposed to stress the back. It's a back exercise too. The back muscles get strong along with everything else as the weight goes up. If you don't exercise the back muscles, they can't get strong. Strong back muscles keep you from hurting your back, and the squat is a basic back exercise. Important reason number three. The full squat is not only safe for the knees, but really it is the best exercise for knee health that you can do. Squats are regarded as the basic lower body exercise by strength athletes because nothing else compares to its ability to strengthen the structure of the knee, the muscles, tendons, bones, and ligaments that form the knee anatomy. The muscles on the front of the thigh are the quadriceps. They attach below the knee to a place called the tibial tuberosity, the bump on top of your shin bone, just below the kneecap. When the quadriceps contract, they pull this bone forward, the knee extends, and the force at the tendon attachment is directed forward 
relative to the joint. In contrast, the hamstrings pull backwards on either side of the knee and their attachments on either side of the knee, which balances the forward force produced from the quadriceps. This happens in a correct squat when the hips move back and the torso leans forward. The balance of forces is optimum at a position just below parallel, amazingly enough, and protects the joint so well that a correct squat can be safely performed even without an ACL, an anterior cruciate ligament, a person like myself. Important reason number four. Partial squats are performed with a more vertical back angle that does not permit the hamstrings to tighten and protect the knees. Now, partial squats are the ones you see in most gyms where people just unlock their knees a little bit, stand back up, and yell and scream during the process, having placed far too much weight on their back during this movement. Partial squats usually leave the hamstrings out of the exercise because they are usually thought of by people who do this exercise as a movement for quads, for doing quads. This is muscle group thinking instead of movement pattern thinking. And the beauty of the squat is that it works so much more than just one muscle group. And since a partial squat doesn't require you to move the load very far or use the hard part of the exercise's range of motion, the part at the bottom, it allows the use, again, of much heavier weights. Kids playing around in the gym will always squat this way unless someone has taught them otherwise. And it doesn't help that most of the personal trainers in the gym think that personal squats are not only okay, but correct. Unfortunately, high school football players, under the guidance of coaches motivated by the lust for a defensive line that all squats, as they call it, 500 pounds, are often subjected to partial squats with more spinal loading than their young backs are prepared for. As a general rule, if the bar is so heavy that you cannot squat below parallel with it and stand back up, then it's too heavy to have on your back. The below parallel squat is unparalleled for the development of strength, balance, bone density, and health. It works all of the muscles in the body at the same time, while allowing increasingly heavier loads to do the magic of progressive adaptation. If you are afraid of squats, you need to rethink this situation.